Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Jacob. Welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. What is on our docket today, Allie? Anything exciting? Well, you're making me ask because I put in our show notes a special topic for two different topics. Yes. And I know it's driving you crazy. And I, I legitimately do not know what they are, uh, so that's why I can't really say what's on the docket. Well, you can say what you're going to talk about. Right. I'm going to talk about the NHL and the NBA playoffs, as well as a, a special pet peeve of mine from baseball. And I will be talking about the WNBA and some special topics. I like when Jacob goes in fresh, because I feel like his reactions she are better. She uses the word fresh. I use the word blind. And after she dumps these topics on me, this is how I feel. You are, with all due respect, dumb. That Rich Eisen is talking to me in that clip. Are you saying there's something wrong with being blind? No, I'm saying I feel dumb because that I don't know what's coming. Oh, so coming. blind people are dumb. Oh, my goodness. I'm canceling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, consider it done. Well, before we get started with our episode... um. I thought we'd start with our first special topic. All right, hit me with it. So this is really more of Jacob and I's honest reactions to a new sport that we saw over the weekend. So we are recording this on May 23rd. And on May 20th, we watched the elite sport of corgi racing at the <laughs> Sam Houston racetrack. <laughs> yes, we did. We did watch that. That's true. Yes. So in be in between the quarter horse races, the uh, racetrack had pet owners bring in their corgis and register them to be part of a corgi race in which eight corgis at a time ran, what do you think that was, 20 feet? Uh, well, a little bit more than that. Maybe 10 yards. This is America. We don't talk about yards. Yes, we do. You're thinking of meters. Oh, you're right. All right. All right. Fine. As if I don't know my imperial system of measurements. Either way. I passed third grade. It was hilarious and just as cute as I expected. My favorite part was maybe definitely. Maybe even more so. Yeah, maybe even more so. My favorite part was the, um, they had like a program that had pictures of all of the corgis that would be racing and they were like fun pictures. So like corgis in their costumes and stuff. It was. Yeah, that was really cool. My favorite part was the corgi that got out of the confines. Yes. Well, we have to we have to say first that part of the rules of corgi racing is you have to have two humans per corgi, one at the start and one at the finish. So yes. with that in uh -huh. mind, and then so it's a human at the start, a human at the finish, and humans enough for eight corgis, and then there's like barricades along the walls in between the finish and the start. Yeah, they uh, barricades is a generous term. They were like maybe two feet tall. Garden, I don't even think they were. I was fence, thinking maybe like, a I'm foot and a half. Like, I'm thinking less than a foot. They looked really short. They're about the height of a corgi. We don't have a corgi, so how would we know how tall uh, a corgi is? I mean, is? my cousin has a corgi. Well, let me look up how tall is a corgi. This is really important scientific information. Corgis are on average ten to twelve inches, so like about a foot. A foot. Yeah, I was right. What? I said a foot. Oh, okay. Anyway, Jacob, go on with your story now that we've given the context. So, during, I mean, all the races we saw were, were non-competitive because about one, maybe two corgis understood the memo of running really fast. No, wait, there was that one round where they all went as a herd and it was like 
three of them tied for first place. Remember? It was like mm. the middle one. That rings a bell. My favorite one was a, one of the corgis got loose and evaded its uh, its owners and was just running around on the track. Not like doing laps, obviously, around the mile track, but um, it was just juking out. And it thought it was a game, obviously. And it was hysterical. I mean, the entire racetrack was just losing its mind, rooting for this corgi to keep running. <laughs> no, it was so funny. And it happened a second time, but that corgi didn't run as long. Yeah, The yeah. second corgi. Didn't have quite the stamina that the first corgi no, did. No, but it was just like back and forth, just like running from its owner. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you ever have the chance to watch corgi racing, like, definitely very fun. Oh, for sure. And, you know, my problem with, like, animal racing is, like, normally I'm worried about it from, like, an ethical standpoint. Humane, yeah. Yeah, like, humane. Like, I don't think animals should be treated as just, like, they're not like, they're not like a vehicle. It's not like a racing car. Yeah. Like, it's a living thing. So, I liked this because these were people's pets and they didn't get punished for not running and not leaving the start, which is good since most of the corgis did not leave the start. (laughs) And quite frankly, it was just cute. It was. No, it was a lot of fun. It really it was worth it. Yeah. So anyway, that was our special topic number one, Jacob. Okay. Well, I'll jump to planned and uh, not obscure topic number one, uh, which this week is the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is the playoffs for hockey. And it's just been it's been in an interesting playoffs. Um and in the conference finals, which is where we're at now, so it's the semifinals overall, um, we have two teams with a three to nothing lead. So potentially both could be sweeps. As we record, uh, Las Vegas is playing Dallas. And so let me actually check the score on that where we stand right now. Yeah. So right now it's four to nothing Vegas, and it's actually, they have a two nothing lead, but. By the time you listen to this, they will probably have a 3 nothing lead. So the Las Vegas Golden Knights are playing the Dallas Stars, and the Florida Panthers are playing the New Jersey Devils. And the Panthers are actually the last team to get into the playoffs this year. And they have, I mean, they swept the, or not swept, sorry, they beat Boston, who was the best regular season team of all time. They beat the Maple Leaves, who were also really good, and now they're beating the Devils. So it's just, it's really interesting. Wow, that was a lot of information. I'm still processing Okay, the moral of the story is, usually you expect these series to be competitive. Yes. But so far, they haven't been. They've been really, Oh, okay. okay results-wise, they've been one-sided. So now maybe the games have been kind of close in the Florida-New Jersey series, so maybe that'll turn around. But as of right now, it, it looks pretty... Uh, set in stone, I guess. I mean, not that that can't change. I stopped watching the second the Penguins didn't make it, so. I mean, I can't blame you for that. I so. know. Speaking of hockey, Jacob, did you hear that Houston is on the list of potential places for the Arizona Coyotes? I have, to move? I have, and that's an interesting topic. So, for those who are unaware, the Arizona Coyotes are. Uh, are in the Phoenix metro area, but actually most recently have played in Tempe, Arizona, which is outside Phoenix. Uh, And on the ballot this past about two weeks ago now, or maybe it was a week ago, uh, there was a measure on there for approving an arena complex. Yeah. Yeah. So right now uh, the 
Arizona Coyotes are playing in a 5,000-seat arena, which is actually home to the Arizona State men's hockey team. So they're playing in a college arena. Um, and it's basically the players' union is incensed that their professional players are having to use college facilities and is finding any way possible to like, force the NHL to move the team. And players are coming out and saying, like, we're not going to play in Again. Arizona. Yeah. Like, we're just not going to. Yeah. Um, and players aren't going to sign there, right? And they have any way to get out of there. And so Houston has been floated as a potential relocation candidate. Yes. The relocation cities that I'm seeing a lot in a bunch of different articles are Houston, Kansas City, Salt Lake City, Milwaukee, Atlanta, or Quebec City. Yeah, and Salt Lake City is interesting because there's a lot of talk that that would be a new franchise instead of a relocated one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. There's something to be said for that. The owner of the Utah Jazz had their arena made ice hockey compatible. So, According to ESPN, though, Houston is at the top of the list. It it would be interesting. Large metro, right? I mean, I mean it's the fourth largest city in America, I, and there's absolutely. no hockey team. There's not even a minor league hockey team anymore. Not anymore, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very upsetting. It is. Very upsetting. Maybe our it. fortunes will change. So my hope is that there's a team and then a Stanley Cup to follow. I doubt it, but it's possible. Hey, it's good to keep your hopes up. Speaking of keeping your hopes up... The WNBA, so Women's National Basketball Association, their season started on May 19th, which was last or Friday, whoops, last Friday. Um, So just a refresher about the WNBA, there's 12 teams split into two conferences. Uh, Previously, we talked about plans they had to expand and add more teams, um, but those plans have since been put off. Really? I mean, they have 12 teams, right? I mean, yes. That seems it seems like a weird number for playoffs, you know? Yes, yes. Well, they'd previously said they were going to name two cities by the end of 2022, but they haven't named them. If I had to guess, maybe there are they're still trying to get bids from cities. So, now they're saying uh the WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelbert is now saying it's about two to four years before those expansions are going to actually happen. It's like they might announce the cities this year, but it's going to take like two years at least for the cities to get a stadium, get a team and be ready to play. I get that. I do. Um, But I feel like basketball arenas are with the number of collegiate arenas that exist, which are smaller than, WNBA arenas and not in use during the WNBA season, I feel like you could find a home. Like, for example, Houston. Mm -hmm. There's not only the University of Houston, there's Houston Baptist. There's multiple other just small arenas in the area I feel like could host. uh, Not to mention, I mean, like, the WNBA plays at a different different time than the NBA. So they could hypothetically share stadiums. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like practice, you know, space and concerts to work around, but I don't think that that's like an unsurmountable thing. Oh, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, 
So speaking of the postseason, so this year WNBA and WNBA teams will play 40 games. So that uh, is an increase from 36 games previously. And they will play until mid-September. So the postseason will start September 13th. And the top eight teams make it to postseason. There's no, like, conference playoff or anything. There is a Commissioner's Cup with a $500,000 reward. Sheesh. And the top the top team in the East Conference will take on the top team in the West Conference competing for that Commissioner's Cup. Interesting. Yeah. It's a pretty uh, legit prize. Although, yeah, probably have to split it with all your teammates. Yeah. 13 but people, That's though. what I was saying, though, is, like, so the WNBA season ends mid-September. The NBA season doesn't start again till October. Yeah, and the college season doesn't start till October either. Exactly. So, like, it kind of could work. I, I mean, I agree with you. The top teams right now are looking like the Las Vegas Aces are obviously looking really good. You might remember they were the ones that won. Yeah, and had a lot of controversy as well. I saw their yes. coach got suspended. Yes. Um, the other top team is looking like the New York Liberty. I also, they have a super team as well. Yes, they do. And they've picked up some big players in the off season. Yeah. Brianna Stewart for one. Yeah. If you're interested in WNBA, which I hope you all are, uh, the gist has a really good article about a WNBA season preview. So it talks about, you know, which teams obviously, the super teams, the uh, Las Vegas Aces, the New York, New York Liberty. But then it also talks about all the other teams and what to expect, what's going well for them, what's not going well. Yeah. So, you know, I am just a huge fan of their website and their news. I get their sports articles to my email every day. Um, they get like a newsletter you can sign up for. So I just highly recommend you give them a, give them a peep. For sure. Well, I'll bounce to, to men's professional basketball. Uh, Allie, LeBron James, ring some bells? I don't know what team he plays for, but yes. Okay. The Lakers? Yes. Yes, he does play for the Lakers. You can't see this, but I'm patting myself on the back. There we go. Allie's headphones are out of commission, so she couldn't hear that, but that was the game show winner sound. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers got swept in the Western Conference Finals uh, by the Denver Nuggets. And... Yeah, well, you're right. Let me pull up. Let me pull that one up. Uh, this LeBron has played in 57 playoff series. He has been swept three times. This is the most recent since like 2012 that he's been swept. Not he got swept in the in the NBA Finals by the Warriors a few years ago, but in the Conference Finals he hasn't gotten swept since like 2000. 11, I believe. So So this is a big deal. It is a really big deal. And he played really well in the first half. But the Nuggets, as they have for most of this series, uh, they overwhelmed. And this is what's actually another parallel. In the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat were the last team to get into the playoffs, just like the hockey team in Miami, the Florida Panthers. They were both the last team in. Miami was the eighth seed. Well, they would have been in a normal Mm non-playing environment, right? Um and they are up three games to nothing on the Boston Celtics. Of course, as of this recording, the uh, conference finals are being played. Like The game is in motion, and the Celtics have a five-point lead, so it is possible. But as of right now, like, oh, no, just kidding. The Celtics are they're up big now. 
So it looks like it's so going it like to be the Celtics versus the Nuggets. No, no, the Celtics uh, are down three games to none. To so Miami. the Nuggets are for sure. Yes, the Nuggets are in. And then it'll be either Miami or Boston or Boston for the championship. For the championship, yeah. Wow, it is exciting. Who are you rooting for? I I'm rooting for Denver. I I like their star player Nikola Jokic. Um, and I always like rooting for teams that haven't been there before. Right, This is the Nuggets' first ever trip to the NBA Finals. I am cheering for the Nuggets because I think they have a really fun name. And I still really think they should pair with McDonald's. I knew that was Ma- coming. I knew nuggets. that was coming. I knew it. Good one. Okay. It just makes sense. I know it does. And now I'm just thinking about chicken nuggets. All right. Well, I'll move us on to a, a less appetizing topic. Allie, do uh, the City Connect jerseys, does that mean anything to you? You know it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Why did you ask? I wasn't sure if you'd seen them on like Twitter or something. No. There's uh, people on Twitter are too upset about that blue couch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Major League Baseball has been doing this revitalization of oh, its jerseys where I just they looked at the picture they make alternate jerseys and which this, one's the houston one the space city one. Oh, those look kind of boring compared to some of these other ones yeah and it, they're good but you know not great well they just released the baltimore Orioles city connect jersey and it may be the most demoralizing like underwhelming jersey they could have come up with. It is a black jersey with Baltimore and white block letters across it. And they made like the inside and the sleeve sleeve cuffs like a, a mural pattern. But like that's it. It's so boring. And it, I really feel like they missed the boat Wait, with that which, which jersey. Wait, which was this? The, the Baltimore Orioles. Orioles. Super underwhelming. They had so many better options, like making that mural design the outside yeah, of the, the shirt. Yeah, the Colorado ones look dope. Yeah, the Colorado ones are good. I like the Space City ones. Wait, and what's up with the plus signs on? Oh, I think that, never mind. I think that's just one I was looking at. The Miami Marlins one is good, and Chicago's good as well. But I mean, the I Baltimore th- ones are fine. They're just not great. I feel like they're just not. But, you know, some of the other teams, theirs kind of suck too. Like, I'm not saying that the Baltimore ones are good, but I am saying that some of the other ones suck as well. So, at least they're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, I kind of think the Space City ones look lame. And I also kind of think the Kansas City ones look lame. I mean, Kansas City's known for being the city of fountains. So, it's just, like, the fountain logo on the chest. But they just look kind of disappointing next to, like, San Diego's look really legit. The Colorado ones are really legit. Yeah. No, you know that I agree with you. So, yeah, I don't know how they're picking these. Cause I don't think they're doing a very equal job. No, I, I think that they put in minimal effort. I got, like, the beginning ones down, and then they just kind of slowly put less and less time into yeah like each these south side ones for the yeah. white socks i mean i like don't think the reds one is super super fun it just says cincy on it yeah like i said i think the san diego one's cool i think the colorado rockies one is cool okay am i seeing this right the pirates one is the pittsburgh bridges across the chest uh that's allegedly but no it hasn't been officially released okay well that one's like pretty legit it could be Depending on how they come off with it, yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we could probably design these better ourselves. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think we could have added some needed uh, creativity. For sure, for sure. Well, speaking of creativity, I'd like to move on to my other special talk topic for today's episode. Jacob, if I were to say boo hurt to you, boo hurt, boo hurt, what would you think I was talking about? I have no idea. Go ahead and make a guess. Is it a town in Mississippi or Louisiana? No. What if I was to tell you that Bew Hurt, Boo Hurt, however you say it, is the sport, the modern day full contact combat sport of medieval times? Is this where people dress up in armor? This is where people dress up in armor and compete in a using steel weapons and they have they have to wear armor um and fight each other. So this is interesting. So there's something called uh historic medieval battles or HMB that is different than Boo Hurts because Boo Hurts is from a specific time. It's from uh, 1299 to 1600 is when your armor has to be styled based on. That's Why is that? Is that considered the peak? That is just, no, that's just how they define it. So they just want it to be more standardized. Okay. So anyway, I accidentally stumbled across this sport because I was looking for what to talk talk about. And um, I found this team in Colorado, a medieval combat team named, um, their team is named Colorado Wardens. The Wardens? The Colorado Wardens. And it is a team who competes internationally in medieval armored combat championships. I have so many questions. I I probably don't have answers. I was looking at this for like, I mean, you were watching me research for this episode and Jacob was done researching really fast and I was still reading because I just like could not wrap my head around this. So there's a couple, based off my internet research, which like once again from the internet, bunch of different websites, non-expert have never tried to play it myself. But based off of what I read, this sport is like you can either make your own armor or you can buy it. Just to be curious, I looked up what a full set of armor would cost. Would you like to make a guess? I'm gonna guess eight to ten thousand. Uh, it looks like about fifteen hundred to yeah, probably ten thousand on the upper range, and that's for just like just like a full set of armor. But the cheap one is like the Squire set. And is that just leather? <laughs> no, it has like real metal. There's like rules about like how cushioned it has to be. But some people make their own armor. Some people buy it. Wow. You can compete in a melee, which is like three hundred up to 300 people all fighting each other at the same time. So chaos is what that yes. is. Or you can do one-on-one fighting, five-on-five, five, or 12-on-12. 12 12. There might be more of those for just the categories that I found from my sources. So 
they hold tournaments all over the world, but the sport is most popular in Europe for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a referee that they call a night marshal who like makes sure that people follow the rules. And there's also like things you're not allowed to do. Like there's like a prohibited strike zone. You're not allowed to thrust your weapon at people and you're not allowed to dislocate anything. Like a shoulder? It was left it unclear and I was scared to look for for more information. That is so not something I would ever do. <laughs> oh, also I got the armor from the wrong time. It wasn't twelve ninety nine to sixteen hundred. It was twelve hundred to sixteen ninety nine. Because it has to be true medieval authentic armor. Interesting they define that as sixteen ninety nine. Yes. The whole thing is interesting, Jacob. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Anyway, so this this team from Colorado went and competed in Europe at the end of April. Uh, they were not in the top 10 place, but they still competed. Um, and I just, it's crazy that this exists. And, you know, when I was looking at teams in this competition that the Colorado team went to, there were like, f- I want to say 54 teams competing in this tournament in like, oh gosh, what what city was it in? It's probably somewhere. It was in, in the Europe. Czech Republic. Yeah, okay, that tracks. And it was crazy. There were fifty seven teams, and it was a male five on five competition. Wow, fifty seven teams, and you know what? There's no way that the the armor they have isn't over the limit for a checked bag. I would just like to put that. Yeah, over. that's true. I didn't look into that, and it's crazy because if you look at the teams. A lot of them are from the U.S. So there's a Dallas team, the Dallas Warlords. I think there were actually two Dallas teams. There's the War Pigs from an unknown city in the U.S. That sounds like Arkansas. Dominus from an unknown team in the U.S. The Dallas Mythics. Obviously, the Colorado Wardens. I think there might have been another U.S. team, but now I can't find them. So... But yeah, isn't this just like... Something else? I had no idea. And you know, um, the article by NPR that like got me interested in this said it's really kind of like nerd meets sport. Because, you know, like it LARPing. combines like... they A lot of people who do it describe it as uh, medieval mixed martial arts. Because like you have to like work out and like combine a bunch of different moves. And apparently it's like pretty complicated. I believe it. And like, it's pretty intense. I mean, you can get hurt pretty well, significantly. Yeah. Swinging steel weapons around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I got. Wow. That oh, was also crazy because incredibly obscure. There. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I pressed the wrong one. There you go. Applause. Giving you applause. Thank you. For finding something really obscure. Yeah. Because you know that's like my favorite part of doing this podcast. You did a good job. Um, It's also crazy because their armor weighs like 45 pounds, like a couple hundred pounds. Yep. I believe it. Once again. I'm just saying that like whatever you're picturing, you're picturing like people who like probably are like not very fit, but these people are like all pretty buff. I, I bet. Like... Honestly, I kind of want to try this sport now. I can't afford it, though. 
maybe somebody has armor we can borrow. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I need, like, the starter training. I need, I need to be a squire. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm still confused. I still have a lot of questions. I'm sure there are people more than more than happy to answer them. But this is your introduction to the wonderful sport of Buhurt. Buhurt. Yeah. I have no idea how to say it. But welcome. Thanks. <laughs> so for our rookie or for our what did we call that? Final play? For our final play, Jacob. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So the teams that compete in Buhurt have to have team names and also medieval seals under which they compete, like a like a medieval badge, you know, like Nazis yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. So if you had a Buhurt team, what would your name be and what would your shield look like? Man, I'm tempted to say my my seal would be just a bunch of seals, like the animal, facing each other, like as if it were medieval, but a bunch of mid- seals. Maybe have it, one with twirling a ball on its nose. I think that would be my seal. Side note, but I forgot to tell you the scoring. You have to stay on your feet. So if you touch any, th- like a third point of contact with the ground, so hand, arm, knee, head, butt, you're out. Wow. And you have to stay on the ground where you fell for the rest of the time. Huh. You're an obstruction. Uh, now, if I had to pick a team name. Hmm. The Seals. Well, yeah, the seal seals would be pretty funny. Um, and our seal is a bunch of seals. Uh, man. Maybe the Troubadours. That doesn't go with your logo at all. Yeah. Ringmasters. That would be it. Maybe the, the Houston Ringmasters and our, our seal would be seals, like as if it were a circus. Okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think I'd go with the ringmasters. What would you go with? I think I'd go with the squirrels. Why is that? I would say the squirrely squirrels. No, wait, what's that word for when you're, like, kind of cunning? Fox? No, when it sounds kind of, like, squirrely. I I don't know where you're going with this. You know, like, you're kind of, like... Quick? No. Cunning? No, I just said that. <laughs> okay, and let me use... Let me do do some quick... Okay, the scheming squirrels. Scheming squirrels. Hmm, interesting. Why is that? Why would you go with that? Because I feel like squirrels are, like, unpredictable. And they so are. if they were sure. able to scheme, like, it would be kind of scary, right? A little bit, yeah. And plus, people find squirrels unexpected also i just like squirrels they're very cute like in the movie uh open season you read my mind yes no yeah and also hammy from over the hedge hedge, yeah yeah. so anyway i would go with the scheming squirrels and i would have my shield be blue with like an orange cross through the middle to represent or like an orange like triangle to represent the squirrel you wouldn't have it be an acorn shape Oh my god, why didn't I think of that? No, I take it all back. It would be blue and it would be the imprint of a squirrel's nose. Mm. Like, you know how people do like yeah. the shape of a dog's nose? Yeah. That would be like uh-huh. a squirrel's nose with like an orange tail like behind it. it. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, let's plan on it. 
yeah, I'm seriously ready to start my team. I already sent you a link for how to sign up. Oh, well, great. Look forward to having to follow through and compete with Dallas Mystics or whatever they were. Yeah, and also the Colorado Wardens. The Wardens, too. Our new hometown, not hometown team. Well, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll talk about getting the Houston Ringmasters off the ground. and. Um, I think you mean the scheming squirrels. Yes, both of them. Uh, well, have whatever else comes our way. Probably the Stanley Cup Finals and NBA Finals. And and whatever obscure sports tickler fancy. Absolutely. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.